Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Do you know a girl's gonna wear makeup and you didn't tell me? Let's go. You're like, Denmark's great. I said Europe is rocking. <laughs> You're listening to the Sherlock's podcast, your guide to a more stylish life. Hello and welcome to today's In Conversation With podcast. I'm Georgie Courage Cole, the founder of Sherlock, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Emmeline Ramlov. After years of trying to find lip and nail products that were an exact match for her skin tone, Ugandan-born, Denmark-raised and London-based Emmeline Ramlov founded Emmeline Cosmetics, a brand that caters to those looking for coordinated colours and specific shades. Each of her colours are named after an African country, city or landmark and they are a celebration of the inclusive spirit of her brand. Today she joins me on the Sherlock's podcast to talk about how she started the business, the lessons she has learned so far and where she sees things going next. Emmeline, welcome! Thank you for having me back again. It's lovely to see you again. You were just saying it was two years ago you came on the show. Yes, we had just launched. I was just saying to Rich, who produces our behind the scenes, that I first discovered you during the pandemic. Yes. And somebody sent me some very glittery, beautiful lipsticks. And I'm quite fussy about my reds <laughs> and my nudes. And I was like, hang on a minute, this is good. And anyway, you then came on the show. I'm an absolute convert yes. cross my heart yeah. hope to die the only reds i wear are zanzibar and casablanca i get asked that all the time i'm gonna have them tattooed on my arm um <laughs> on my gravestone or something uh, so anyway it's lovely to have you back can we go back 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 to the early days of your life you were born in uganda but grew up in denmark can you tell us Correct. a bit about so your yes. upbringing, your early life. Yeah. You want to know everything. I want to know it all. A to Z. So let's dig in. <laughs> I was born in Uganda. My early school days were in Uganda. I had amazing childhood in Uganda. Growing up in Africa is amazing. As a child, you have outdoor, you have the sun, you have the music, the culture, the warm people. Everything is just phenomenal. I loved growing up there. If there was any place in the world I want to have a childhood, happy childhood, would be Uganda. Oh, amazing. Um, because everything was just wonderful. They, what did your parents do, can I ask? My parents, my dad worked in the customs and my mom was home looking after children. I come from a very big family. I'm a child number six and the first daughter. Aww. So I am a daddy's girl. So your mom was pretty <laughs> delighted when you came along. Yes, yes. I have a lot of brothers. So growing up in a big family, sharing was caring. I now I'm... have my four children because I love big family. I come from big family. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm very envious. I'm very envious. I never got to four. I got to three. But um, Well done. I just, I, it's definitely, the time has passed, but I'm always going to hold it against my husband, I think. So so tell me, um, so you had a wonderful childhood yes. in Uganda. Yes. What values do you think it instilled in you? Because it's a very different way of life. I say that yes. my 
stepsister-in-law is from Uganda and I know it's a very <laughs> different world. Yes. What, what would you say it gave to you? I would say growing up in Africa, you appreciate small things and you grow, you grow up around strong individuals. I, for example, learned to accept who I am. I learned from a very early stage that beauty is what you have inside. Beauty is about the skills you, you have, the things you can do. So as you know, growing up in Africa, as a young girl, you are not allowed to wear makeup. Is that right? You are not allowed to wear makeup. Makeup is seen as a distraction to your schoolwork and a attraction to men. Right. So you are not allowed to wear nail polishes, eyeshadows, and at some schools, they don't allow you to wear long hair. Right. You are supposed to be a child, uh, learning different skills. I had so many activities. I would go running in the field, playing football, weaving uh, baskets. I mean, the activities were endless. Were there equal opportunities for girls as there were boys? Were you, were you treated the same in education? Yes, that was equal. The only difference I saw at the time was girls were not allowed to wear trousers. That came very later. Uh, but when I was a child, we were not allowed to wear trousers. And we were actually not allowed to go on the bicycles. That was like something boys do, girls don't do. So, yeah. It's come on. It's come on it's a bit. It's come on then. along, yes. So how did you end up in Denmark? I moved to Denmark in 1990s with my family. And I had to... Uh, integrate into a new culture and learn the Danish too. Do you uh, speak Danish? I speak Danish. I'm Danish. I have Danish passport. And, so you were uh, what, a teenager when you moved to Denmark? Yes. So I speak Danish and I speak uh, three Ugandan languages. One yeah, because there mom's. are so many. There I know. so many, so many. I speak my mom's tribe language, my uh -huh. dad's tribe language, and my best friend tribal language as well wow. so when I go to Uganda I actually feel at home are they, are they easy, can I ask are, they, are different tribe languages easy to pick up they're similar so it's easy to pick up uh -huh. yeah so it's like Danish and Swedish okay so I speak Danish but I understand Swedish okay yeah okay so life in Denmark what was that like was that <laughs> can I ask what took you to Denmark I moved to Denmark with my family right okay yeah. and Life in Denmark is amazing. At first, was a shock to me. I can't imagine that's a normal move from somebody Ugandan. It was a huge culture shock. Like, honestly, everything was different. The weather was different. The food was different. People around me was different. The mentality was different. I went to, um, to study Danish at Danish school. When you come as a foreigner there, you go to, to study Danish before you actually join uh, the mainstream schools. Right. So it took me two years to study Danish before I was able to join okay. a normal Danish that school. Makes sense. Right. As a child, you learn language quick. So yeah. thank God it took me only two years to get where I needed to be. At school, I remember I was the only black person. <laughs> I was the only in the, black in the whole student. School. Yeah, I was the I was the only black student, and there were no black teachers to identify myself with. That was a shock to me and a big adjustment. Yeah. And, and how were you treated at school? They knew it was different <laughs> and they accepted it. Thanks God, the bullying policy was really, really strict. 
and we all got on with it. So you were happy it, there? I was very happy. The girls went around with me, showed me around. We even met outside the school. So it was really, 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 really good upbringing, I must say. It could have been worse. I know there's so much racism nowadays, and it has always been. But in the school I went, it was a small school, and it was really, really, really nice. And the teachers were very aware I was the only black child at school. So they paid extra attention to me and checked very occasionally, are you happy, is all okay, are you behind in Danish, um, Danish language, Danish lessons, so they gave me extra lessons, and I catched up very quickly. Amazing. Yeah. So you grew up pretty confident then, and yes. happy, yes. and and feeling like you'd had opportunities and, and a great education. And... Yes, but as I said, I grew up in Denmark, uh, and I moved there at age of 13. As a teenager, that's when I started having an interest in makeup. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in a class in a classroom and I looked at my classmates who who had a full face of makeup and had glitter nails and I'm like girl you you better go and change this makeup because <laughs> you are going to be in serious trouble honestly the teacher is coming in any minute from now she was like what are you talking about this is Europe here girls wear makeup or like really I don't believe you until I've seen the teacher and when the <laughs> teacher came into the classroom she said nothing just put her books down and went to teach. I was like, wow, this is awesome. You like this time tomorrow? Yes, this is it. I went home and said, mom, we got to go shopping. (laughs) Do you know, girls can wear makeup and you didn't tell me, let's go. You're like, Denmark's great. I said, Europe is rocking. (laughs) Love it, love it. Yeah. And and was your mom into makeup? Where, oh, yeah. Or was it just such a novelty? No, she was into makeup. Okay. She was into makeup. As again, she was into lipstick, nail polish, everything, lip liner. She loved lip liners. I remember the day she took me out for shopping and my basket was like a rainbow because I had <laughs> all the colors in there. The yellow, the reds, the nudes. I was actually surprised. I was so more attracted to the nudes. That was something then that... You got on board with, you were like, this is for me. Yes. Did you know from that point that this was a world you wanted to work in? Did you sort of consciously follow that route? I enjoyed the change of now I can actually wear makeup and experience these colors and the freedom of expressing myself through makeup. So that to me was everything. That's when I started going to the shops and looking for my uh, shades and I could not find my shades already back then. But Denmark was not diverse in the 90s. Mm. So all the colors were for white people. For white skin, yeah. For white skin. I was like, oh, maybe it's just a one-off. No, it's obvious there's no many black people in Denmark, so they will not have our colors. So I will try London. I have a family in London. I visit a lot. And whenever we came here, we would go to Brixton because there's a, a majority of black people where I could find hair products, Afro hair products. If there's any chance of finding my shade, it would be in Brixton. Okay. But that did not mean I did not go in Harrods or Suffrages or any other high-end malls. And did you find anything there? I did not find anything. Mm. I looked around. I went from brand to brand. And what are we? Nothing. We're in the late 90s now, are we? Uh, yes. Okay. I realized they were doing colors, but they were not a wide range of colors. There were reds, but there were not wide wide selection of red. So whatever red was there, 
was not actually the right shade for me. Mm-hmm. And the same for nudes. And I feel most polished when I match my lips and nails. So I'm like, what if I want to match my nails to my lips? They were like, oh, we don't do this. Oh, we don't have... I was like, this is actually very annoying. Already at that stage, I started realizing there is a gap on the market. No one is doing this. Everybody does a red and nude, but not a wide range of it, Mm. which means I'm not included. My sister would not be included Mm -hmm. because my skin color changes with the weather. What I wear in summer is not what I wear in winter. So when I was looking at their selection, I was like, but this does not cater my needs. That's when I realized I am onto something here. That's when I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do a big, wide selection of reds and nudes with the matching lips and nails. Yeah, and have fun. So your late 90s, where you sort of saw this gap in the market. Yes. You finished school in Denmark. Yes. What happened next? So I started business in Denmark. When I finished my business in Denmark, I wanted to move into a bigger city. So I moved to London, and the first thing I did in London was work in Harrods. I wanted to explore the fashion industry, and I did that, and I realized I actually want to go back and study. This time I want to study law. And can I ask, what did you do in Harrods? I was working in Jimmy Choo, in the handbag section, actually, so I could move around. I was there like a year to two. What was it like working? I mean, I... I worked in Harvey Nichols, yes. actually, for a time. And God, it was hard work. <laughs> my feet at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I loved my team. I loved the uh, whole environment. It is exactly what I needed, especially after coming from a small country like Denmark mm-hmm. and coming to a big city. This was huge to me to experience. I got exactly what I needed. And then I said, I'm going to go and study law. So where did you I study I started law? in Westminster University. I did my first year, and then I got pregnant, and then I had to make the big decision to make family and study later. So I took a break and focused on making family. Now I have four children, and during this time, I created Emily Cosmetics. So as I say, life turned out to be different than I expected, but I embrace it all, you and I yet? enjoy what I'm doing now. Can I ask you, I mean, you look insane after four children. Um, (laughs) Can you tell me how old your children are? My youngest is five, my oldest is 12, and then I have a nine and eight boys in in the between. Wow. Yeah. And your husband, partner? Yeah, he's English. He's and, English. Uh, yeah, and he, he loves what I'm doing and a very strong family and very supportive family. Amazing, amazing. So can you tell us how you got the product off the ground? So you realized there was this gap in the market. What did you do? How did you find your manufacturer? How did you come up with the branding? What, <laughs> can you talk us through that journey? Because it's an, And also how you had the sort of courage to do it because... The beauty market is incredibly cluttered. There are some mm-hmm. enormous brands with huge backing. Yes. And it is no mean feat to yeah. to launch your own beauty brand. And I really don't say that lightly. So how did you do it? I was so sure of what I wanted to do and how I wanted it to be. I had a vision about my brand, how my brand could be. I knew the first thing to do was to find someone who... 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com has uh, worked in the in the field for a long time so I found a product developer I had a meeting I said this is what I want to do this is how I want it to look this is uh, what I wanted to have uh, a touch of I said I am from Africa I was born in Uganda and I wanted to bring everything I love about Africa into the brand I wear most reds and I wear most nudes so these are the only two colors I want to focus on and she was like, this is amazing. No one is doing it. So you definitely... Listen, what other colors do we need? I mean, frankly. <laughs> yeah. She was like, this is, this is genius. And it has a story. And it's exactly what you're visioning. I was like, yes. So, And what the, year is this? Four years ago. We have launched two years, but it took me two years to put the brand together. To get it all going, yeah. yeah. So it took me two years um, to put the brand together. I had to match across three different formulas so the lip liner lipsticks and nail polishes Mm -hmm. that process took me long time to match because of the different formulas but that had to be done because that is what is so special about emerald cosmetics that they match across three product categories Mm -hmm. which is now growing and we're bringing in lip glosses this summer Amazing. I'm looking at you. You're wearing a lovely lip gloss <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, so you found this product developer. Yes. And did you did you work with her on a freelance basis? Did you yes, it was. Into the business? Yes, she was on a freelance basis. She said, that, okay, I have a manufacturers in mind. I would get and how to... did you know that she was the one for you? Had she worked for other brands that you rated? Yes, she has worked for other brands and she started uh, Science Cosmetics. It, it was just the perfect one, actually. Okay. So she understood my vision, how to put it together. We discussed the packaging. I said, well, I want the packaging to be fun because makeup is all about fun. I want it to smell good, look good. And yeah, we did it. And did she, did she work on the branding, the product design, the formulas, all yes, of that? Yes, she helped Amazing. me with everything. Amazing. Yeah. How many news are there? How many reds are there? So Emily Cosmetics launched with 15 reds and 15 uh, nudes, matching across three products, mm-hmm. lipstick, lip liner, and nail polishes. Now this summer launching lip glosses. And what year did you launch in? I mean, it was we launched the in May 2020. Okay, so we're just into the pandemic. God, it's all such a blur yes. what happened when. <laughs> March 2020, we went into lockdown. You launched in May. Yes. How? And I mean, did that send you into an almighty panic yes what did that mean and how did you go about launching given that we were in launching during pandemic was the craziest thing i have ever done (laughs) but i was not going to let 
anything stop me launching because we had arranged a big pop-up in Covent Garden. Uh, we were set and good to go, but had to cancel everything at last minute. But because everything was moving on to online shopping, it made sense for me or for us to go ahead and launch. We had website, we had press event, we had pop-up uh, location, but all had to be cancelled last minute. Other than your website? Yes. Um, and who was your team then? You've got a few of them with you today, but who was your team then? Were you working still with a product developer? Yes, product developer, website developer, uh, PR, and myself. Okay. Yes. And had it been easy to prioritize those functions? Yes. It had. Okay. Yeah. So, pandemic happens, pop-up cancelled. <laughs> pandemic happened. Press events cancelled. Yes. So, what do you do instead? We went ahead and launched. We announced the launch. And since then, I can say we have had so much love and support from uh, you, <laughs> our customers, everybody, like literally. And we have won multiple awards. We have been so lucky to be recognized for inclusivity already in our year one. We won a Get the Gloss uh, Award for Inclusivity, Cosmopolitan's ESOS Beauty Award for Best Brand, and many more. I would say Emily has been so far so successful and is growing so fast, faster than I, ex I expected. Amazing. Congratulations. How cool. Thank you. As I said, I remember, well, clearly your PR strategy uh, was flipped on its head and you, you sent a load of products to various publications, journalists, etc. I was one of the lucky recipients and I thought, <laughs> hang on a minute. Yeah. I only wear nudes and reds and this is cool. And the packaging. Just like me. Really fun. <laughs> yeah. And I loved it. And I honestly found my two perfect reds, Casablanca, Zanzibar, and my nude. And I can't think of the name. Luxor. 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 And my nude. Oh, bestseller. Luxor. Is it? Oh, my God. It's the Everyone most. Everyone is going crazy. And I have over to Luxor. say, there's another nude in the industry that's very well known. And I'm not going to mention the brand. Mm -hmm. But Luxor from Emmeline Cosmetics is. <laughs> better by a mile it's a much better nude I mean, i'm sure people listening will know what i'm referring to i think i know because many of our customers we're not going to talk about that brand and i'm a big fan of that brand but <laughs> your nude is a much better nude it's a much gentler nude and yeah. it's fabulous so if you're into nudes get luck so you will not regret it and the packaging is beautiful what have been the biggest challenges i mean obviously a pandemic has been mm. a massive challenge mm. Other than that, has it gone really well? What's been hard? What advice can you share? What learnings? Are there any things that you would do differently? Yeah, I think for me, what's been difficult was pandemic and the manufacturers realizing with manufacture. Things went quiet because of the lockdown. What we wanted could not arrive on time. Mm. Everything went on hold really, So, which I feel put us a step back. We would have launched, for example, glosses uh, way earlier. Unfortunately, that did not happen. But that does not mean it's not coming this summer. So mm. that you're all set. <laughs> and talk to us about other things that have contributed to your success, I guess, to people listening. Yeah. I think it's the drive for representation, inclusivity. For me, I really wanted everybody to be included. I wanted everyone to feel seen and heard and find their shade and also match across three 
product categories now for soon. So that was really important and people are loving it. They are loving that they have a choice. They have a variety. They have a good product. As you know, our products are, are very popular, especially our lipsticks and nail polishes. As you know, my polishes are high shine very, and they dry yeah, super, super fast. Yeah. To me, as a mom, it was very, very important that my nail polish dry very quick. Your nail color combined with the Sashvi top coat is the fastest <laughs> thing yeah. uh, I have to tell you. Yeah. And talk to us about the, the beauty industry. How easy or difficult have you found it? Because the beauty industry is really dominated by some big players. Yes. And you are uh, still a relatively small, growing yes. fast, but still a relatively small mm. independent brand. How do you, I mean... You leverage yourself, right? I mean, you use what you've got, yeah. don't you, in the yeah. early days? I but... love being part of the beauty industry. I would say the beauty industry, when it comes to inclusivity, there's way more that needs to be done. It's definitely got better, but there's way more to be done. One of the things that I feel that is needed is the way we market. The marketing needs to have more diverse uh, skin, for example, when it comes to like foundation and lipsticks, everybody has got different skin and it changes all year around. So to me, I would like to see more diversity in marketing. What suits me is not going to suit my sister or you. Mm. This is actually explains why Emeline Cosmetics shades are very similar in colors. So I did that to ensure that everybody is included. Mm. I created five light skin five medium and five dark. Mm. So if you are light skin or dark skin or whatever skin you are, you will have five shades to choose between all year round. Well, and I also think it's clever because you know you are a black woman. Yes. I'm a white woman. Mm. You've created a range that that talks to you and talks to me. Yes. And, you know, one could often say that a black woman's going to see the gap in the market. A lot of brands didn't yeah. speak to women mm. with your color skin. They spoke to women with white skin. But the fact that you've gone the other way around is, yeah. is you know, is clever. Oh, that took me quite a long time to put together because to me... I yeah, did you like, find it hard? Yeah, that was did really hard. Did you find hard. it hard as a black woman coming up with a product that was going <laughs> to work for a white woman? Yes, but then that's when I had different people try it. I tried the product on different skin. Mm. So that was really, 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 really interesting process. Can you share a few more bestsellers? So Luxor is one of your bestselling nudes. Yes. Um, I'm hoping that Zanzibar <laughs> and Casablanca are oh, up there Those are like the top, red. top seller when are it they? comes to red. What's your bestselling red? Casablanca Way. and Zanzibar. I mean, Cape Town, all the bright colors sell a lot. And one of my favorites as well is Abuja. Abuja okay. is like a pink red. It's okay. fire. I absolutely love Abuja. Okay, well, Casablanca is a kind of, it's a corally red, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's quite a yeah. bright. It's got a little bit of orange in there, yeah. but not too much. To me, the secret of a great red yeah. is a little Cape Town bit is red. really nice. And I would say Nigeria as well is okay. a really nice color. Okay. On the nudes, I would say everything really sells. Really? Yeah, but especially Luxa, uh, Eletria, Kampala. Yeah, all of them, really. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and, and Zanzibar, back to the reds. Zanzibar is another. Zanzibar, it's quite bright still, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit darker, isn't it? Yes. And what's on the card? So you've got lip glosses coming. Yes. How hard is it to make a lip gloss? 
I was really fun. I, I thought it would be hard, but it wasn't. It was really, really fun because I've already experienced the colors. And you're color matching. Yeah, so I had to color match. Every the, lipstick shade. Yes. To a lip gloss. Yeah. It was really fun going back. It was like, it felt really like going back to the scratch when I was doing the lipstick uh, testings and I had to sit there again and do the swatches. But this time it was really, really fast because... I have already known what I want to match. Mm. And yeah, it was really fun. What's the long-term plan? Is it to develop more and more products? Yeah, so Emeline is going to uh, become a, a global brand. And um, Are you just sold in the UK at the moment? At the moment, we're only in the UK. But we are looking to expanding to a global market as well. So we, this year, launching uh, Summer Colors for um, our first gloss ever. And then... Uh, Sometime this year, again, we'll bring uh, more. And by next year, we'll have a full range of uh, 30 shades of lip glosses. And surely with such inclusivity in your color palette so far, foundations, eye colors, that's got to be on the agenda, right? Yes. (laughs) Tell me it is. I can tell you there's another product dropping soon for our first ever pop-up shop in uh, Covent Garden this Christmas. Amazing. And um, it's something for the eye. <laughs> I can't tell you more. I'm looking at your eye makeup now, <laughs> thinking that we're wearing quite a similar color eyeshadow. Yes. So if it's anything like that, um, <laughs> I'm going to be a fan. So yeah, something is dropping again in uh, at Christmas. It's our first pop-up shop ever. It's going to be amazing. And if all goes well we might drop another product. So yeah. I know you're being very coy because you've had some manufacturing <laughs> issues in the past. So I can quite understand. How are you doing this? Are you, are you is this self-funded? Is this all under your own scheme? Yes, it's self-funded. Amazing. What does your team look like right now? Because I imagine it's growing and... Yeah, we're, gr- we're really growing faster uh, than I expected, as I said. The team has uh, uh, really grown. We have a uh, head of marketing, brand manager, myself, and Pia. And how how do you know what you're doing in this world of beauty? I mean, are you just winging it like the best of us? Do you have a mentor? It's a complicated industry, the beauty industry, when you're dealing with formulas and, you know, all yeah. the all the red tape and logistics yeah. and everything that goes with it. I follow my instincts. I know what I like, and I know if I like it, people is going to love it. I like quality. I like good formula, I like long-lasting, high pigment, uh, high shine. So, yeah, all good, to be honest. You're making it happen. (laughs) Yeah, it's happening. (laughs) What advice would you give to other people who might be tempted to go into the beauty industry or in the early days of launching and running a, a beauty brand? Yeah, I would say do your homework, know what you want to do, have a vision, be prepared. There will be bumps in the journey. The key is how you overcome them. So be well prepared and believe yourself. Go for your vision and dream. If it can happen for others, it can happen for you. But also surround yourself with people who believe in you and motivate you because that is very, very important. Well, thank you, Emily. It's been a pleasure to see you again. I mean, it's a lot to achieve and Thank you for having me back. This has been so fun seeing you Lovely to see you. I wish you so much luck. We will be there at the pop-up cheering you on. I'm desperate to see what shades are bringing out in in the eye world. And yeah, congratulations on everything so far and (laughs) to a bright future. 
that's it for today. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends to listen to, and get on over to Emily Cosmetics and order yourself Alexa and you won't forget and it. all you of them you won't regret <laughs> it uh, thank you so much you are shared your rules bye bye hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.